You're listening to This is Yoga Therapy. I'm your host, Michelle Lawrence, and I've had the opportunity to interview many of those who are making a difference at the intersections of yoga and health. And I'm here to share with you their stories and conversations. Thanks for listening. In today's episode, I interviewed Naya Bajaj. We spoke about her work as a yoga therapist and her presentation at the Lifestyle Medicine Summit. It's great to have you here today, Naya. Thanks so much. It's lovely to be here with you. So let's begin with a bit of your background. I'd love to know what got you started in yoga and how did your path lead you to become a yoga therapist? I love this question. I joke that my dad is responsible for my entire yoga journey. He signed me up for my first yoga asana class, but my family has been using the other eight limbs of yoga in day-to-day practice for generations. So you could also say that I was born into it. I remember (laughs) my grandmother is using pranayama practice and chanting on a daily basis. My grandfather used to teach classes on the Bhagavad Gita. So I have all these memories from when I was a kid. My dad signed me up for yoga asana class as a way to help manage my anxiety when we immigrated to Canada, which is stressful for teenagers and for all people, I should say. At that point, I was already living with a chronic pain condition from hypermobility and an eating disorder. And I guess he thought that yoga asana would be a really useful way for me to connect with my body that no longer really felt like home in a place that also didn't feel like home. And I maintained my practice pretty sporadically as a teenager and into my 20s when both my eating disorder and my chronic pain conditions got a lot worse. And I remembered that feeling of being on my mat and feeling like I was at home. And so in an effort to reclaim it, I went back to a more dedicated yoga practice, which as someone who's quite high achieving looked like two or three hours of practice on my mat resulted in a shoulder injury. After injuring myself doing sort of standard studio yoga, I decided to do a teacher training as a way to learn how to prevent injury in myself and hopefully also for others. But the training that I did didn't really address injury prevention. The more time I spent in that space and in that model of learning, the more I sort of realized the problems of only focusing on teaching asana when you teach yoga Mm -hmm. and using this sort of one size fits all model in rooms where I sometimes had up to 50 students that I didn't know. And that made me really uncomfortable knowing my own injury history. And I shared that with my mentor in the yoga training program. And she said, you should probably be a yoga therapist. You should go do that. And so I looked into yoga therapy training. And the more time I spent talking to yoga therapists in my community, the more I realized that that did make really good sense for me. And so after a year of teaching in studios and corporate spaces, I signed up for my yoga teacher training. And that was in 2019, which was an interesting time to start training because we were in our training as COVID was at its worst. Yeah which taught me a lot from teachers who were used to working in person about how to make yoga therapy accessible in a virtual space, how to make it inclusive, how to make it safer for folks where you couldn't be in the same room and don't have sort of the luxury of the nuanced observation that you have in person. So I think it was a really cool way to learn. Graduated in 2021. So this is my first year practicing. I'm still new to a lot of it. it. New to running my own business, new to working one-on-one without supervision or as close supervision as I had in my program. But it's pretty cool. I'm really excited about all of it and to keep learning. What a beautiful story. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing that. And I'm curious, like, how does your dad feel about it now? Like being the one who introduced you to the yoga asana practice and seeing what has come about in your life with it. One of the things he said when he signed me up for this yoga asana class was, go and then you can teach me. 
And so when I finished Uh my yoga therapy training, I sent him a copy of my certificate and said, okay, now I can teach you. I'm finally done. (laughs) That's great. So tell us a little bit more, like what type of work do you do as a yoga therapist? Do you work with all people, all conditions? Tell me what's your frame of reference and how you sort of present yourself to the world and to clients. Sure. It's been less than a full calendar year, so I still consider myself a new yoga therapist. I do work with really anyone who's interested in working with me, primarily in a one-on-one setting. I work really collaboratively when designing practices that are customized for my students, so they meet them where they are, and they provide them with tools so they can achieve whatever their goals happen to be. Because I'm really open about my lived experience with chronic pain and fatigue and an eating disorder, I tend to attract students with similar lived experience, but I don't exclude sure. students who come to me with other lived experiences. Outside of this, I have a lot of experience in sort of my corporate day job in public speaking and facilitation. The other thing I've started to do more of is deliver corporate workshops that include information on how people can integrate all the eight limbs of yoga into sustainable self-care practices, particularly for leaders. I have a vested interest in sort of building healthier organizations because we spend so much of our awake time at work. And if people can be in healthier environments, I feel like it's a good form of preventative care. And then the other thing that I've had the opportunity to do is to provide consultative support either to yoga teachers or physiotherapists and psychotherapists who want to design condition-specific yoga practices, which is what I love sort of about my yoga therapy training is that I now know how to work specifically with conditions. And so collaborating with them so they can integrate yoga into their care plans has been a pretty cool thing to do. But I'm totally open to opportunities, sort of however they come at me, since I'm new to all of this. And I'm so curious about where else this can go. Yeah, it's great. I do really love those particular, I don't know if you want to call them niches or not, but the ways in which that you feel like you've got something to share for certain audiences. And it sounds like really great opportunities for not only you, but for them too. And I want to thank you for that because I know all of us out there in the world working as yoga therapists need to find avenues to bring this work to because we really are the pioneers. And it sounds like you're doing a really great job of that. And it's much appreciated here by me, another fellow yoga therapist. So thank you. And so I'm curious because you're in Canada and I'm here in the US. I'm curious if you see yoga therapy integrated in the healthcare system where you live and work. And then above and beyond that, like, what do you find most exciting about being a yoga therapist today? So this question made me laugh a little bit because I work in public service. So I work for the provincial level of government where I live, which is, I guess, the equivalent of sort of a state level government in the US. And this is the level of government that has a lot of control over the healthcare system and is responsible for legislation. And yoga therapy is not integrated yet. My teachers and other yoga therapists who've been at this for much longer continue to work to educate healthcare providers about the value of yoga therapy as sort of an adjunct care facility or an allied health profession, but there's not really an organized movement in Canada around active lobbying for inclusion or the development of legislative standards that would really enshrine yoga therapy as part of healthcare and support its integration into the healthcare system. So given Mm -hmm. my background in public service, I think that there's a real possibility to make sort of a system level shift since yoga therapy, there's so much research that proves its effectiveness, both in terms of care provision, but also in reduction of burden 
and cost on healthcare systems that have been really stretched right. even more so over COVID since yoga therapy is preventative, can be restorative, and also has really great value as palliative support. If there are Canadian yoga therapists who are listening who want to reach out to me and do some organizing around this, I would be oh, happy to chat. Yeah, that's awesome. And what about the second part of that question? Like, what do you find most exciting about being a yoga therapist? Is it that or is it something above and beyond that too? I think for me, the most exciting thing is the restoration of relationship. In my learning of yoga has been really the crux of the work. So whether that's the restoration for my students of their relationship with their bodies, their breath and their minds, and then broadening that relationship to sort of being in healthy, sustainable relationship with their communities, which in Canada includes sort of acknowledging the truth of the experiences of our Indigenous people and working to reconcile which can be really, really difficult. And so much of that is held body trauma, which I think there's a huge space for yoga therapy to fit in that conversation. But then also, you know, I think there's space in like the climate change work that is happening since we are in relationship with our environment as well. So I'm really excited about all of these integrated spaces that we can really do more work in. That is so cool. And I love even the way that you phrase that restoration of relationship. Is that something that you coined, shall we say, or heard from someone else? Because it's a new one on me and it really kind of grabbed me. It comes from my teachers who are, I don't know if they've coined it officially as a phrase, but it came up uh -huh. a lot in our teaching, the notion that yoga is about relationship and sort of restoring healthy, sustainable relationships. It is about relationship, isn't it? Yeah. All of those applications or those examples of relationship that you just gave are so relevant and important right now. That's exciting to me that you're thinking in that way with your yoga therapy. So let's talk about the Lifestyle Medicine Summit. So it's funny because some years ago, there was a student of ours in Inner Peace, and she also happened to be an executive with a major hospital system here in the U.S. And she attended a Lifestyle Medicine Conference as part of her job. And she was really disappointed to see that there was no mention of yoga at all, let alone yoga therapy. There wasn't even a one single yoga book for sale that she could see at the conference. And so now you have just hosted a session, the Lifestyle Medicine Summit. Can you share with us how this came about and what you presented? And I can share more information in the show notes so that folks can learn more about it and access the recording. Mm -hmm, for sure. I was really fortunate to have the opportunity to present. I was invited by the International Association of Yoga Therapists who were involved with the conference, I believe in sort of a sponsorship role. And that came with a speaking opportunity. And so they reached out and asked if I had time and was up for it. And mm. I said yes, because public speaking is something I really enjoy doing, especially educating about yoga therapy. The session I presented is actually called Almost Everything You Need to Know About Yoga Therapy, because there's no way I can fit everything <laughs> you need to know about yoga therapy in an hour. And it was designed for the audience, which is a mix of lifestyle medicine professionals and people who are also seeking care. So it was an interesting experience striking a balance and in information for both of those audiences. In the talk, I walked through sort of the evidence on how yoga therapy supports really holistic well-being. So addressing the body-breath-mind connection, 
exploring the differences between sort of working with a yoga teacher and then working with a yoga therapist. Because I know in Canada, most people, when I say yoga therapist, it's like, oh yeah, I know a yoga teacher. And I'm trying to define how our professions are different and why someone might choose to work with a yoga teacher versus working with a yoga therapist. Part of my talk was also a demo of how I work with my students. I walked through the intake process that I use, really highlighting the biopsychosocial nature of the process, which I think was useful for healthcare providers in the space to understand the lens that we bring to our work. And then I shared some pranayam practices with the audience so they could feel the impact of some of the practices that they might receive from a yoga therapist in their bodies. I chose pranayam instead of asana because most people are really familiar with the asana space and figured it would be something that they could then think about and maybe take into other spaces. And then the one thing that I was really deliberate in doing was outlining the benefits for people who have sort of traditional healthcare jobs to work with a yoga therapist, either to support their own well-being, because I've been hearing more and more about compassion fatigue and burnout. And I think as yoga therapists, we can play a role in supporting the restoration of their well-being or to collaborate with a yoga therapist if they're developing a care plan for someone with a complex condition and they're facing sort of either cost restraints or, you know, access to space restraints. Because to do yoga with a yoga therapist, really all you need is a space and a mat. It's not expensive. There's not a lot of equipment required. And so cueing them to think about us as they develop those care plans or think about referrals. Thank you for doing that. How was it received? Do you have a sense? From the feedback in the chat, it seemed pretty great. And I did have some folks reach out to me after the fact. So I know at least a few people were listening. And I hope a lot more people will catch the recording. And so was the entire summit virtual? The entire summit is virtual, so it's still going on. And so the recordings are accessible, or at least will be accessible shortly for folks who are interested. It's great. Yeah, I'd love to to have a, a look and listen to it as well. And I mean, I hope that you appreciate me saying this, and I imagine that you will. But the more that we can, as yoga therapists, see what each other are saying out there in the world and even leverage that to some extent so that we can broaden and evangelize the message a bit, I think it's just so helpful in our profession today. And so even from the standpoint of like, I want to see how Naya presented this and perhaps there's a way in which she messaged it that would be beneficial for me to share in a certain way too, depending upon who the audience is. So I'm excited to learn from you. Mm -hmm, Absolutely. And I will make an active offer to sort of anyone who is listening to this podcast. If you'd like the speaking points or the deck, please reach out. I'm happy to share all that information for you to repurpose in whatever way is helpful to you. That's great. That's really generous too. Thank you. Last question, which is the one I typically ask at the end of the podcast. And that has to do with getting some insight into what your personal practice looks like, because we put such a strong emphasis on personal practice, not only, you know, what we expect our clients to do, but first, really, as yoga therapists, we have to do that work for ourselves before we can do any work with clients. So I'm curious if you have a personal practice, maybe it's a daily one, and what it might look like. I definitely have a personal practice. I don't know that I would survive my life if I didn't, to be totally honest. Yeah. (laughs) My training was both in yoga therapy and included an introduction to Ayurvedic practice. And so my daily practice is informed by both of those things. And it does run through the course of my day because I'm still managing a chronic pain condition. My eating disorder really cropped back up over COVID. So I'm getting a handle on that again as well. And so this practice is specific to both of those conditions. And it begins with 
a conscious awakening practice every morning. So I'll spend some time before I open my eyes, really just noticing how my body is feeling, which is a good daily check-in for me to sort of see where my pain levels are at and what may or may not be possible during the day. I also do a gratitude practice before I get out of bed. And then from there, I adapted a bunch of Dhinajara rituals from the Ayurvedic practice. So things like tongue scraping in the morning after I brush my teeth, and I do a Namhyanga practice, which is an oil application practice, particular to areas where I'm experiencing a lot of pain that day. Or if I'm not feeling any pain at all, and I have the time, I might do a full body oil application, which feels really luxurious. Mm-hmm. And then depending on sort of my pain and my energy levels, if my pain levels are high and my energy levels are low, I might just do a short chanting and pranayam practice to reset my nervous system. But if I have the energy and things don't hurt, I will do an asana practice that integrates the chanting and then follow it with a pranayam practice. And this is about 15, 20 minutes. It's not hours and hours. And then during the day, I try to eat really mindfully. And that includes engaging all of my senses. It includes chewing the full 22 times every bite if I can. It doesn't always happen. Sometimes I'm very excited about what I'm eating. And then in the evening, I will either do a restorative asana practice or yoga nidra practice, depending on what my energy is like. And then before I go to bed, I will often apply a little bit of oil to the soles of my feet to support really deep, restful sleep so I can wake up energized and do it all over again. Wow, that's great. I love it. And I just really appreciate everything that you've shared today, Naya. I really enjoyed talking with you and getting to know you a bit. I wish you really the best out there. It sounds like you're doing great things, and I imagine you'll continue to do so. And for folks who want to check out your website, it's holisticyogatherapy.ca, and I'll include that in the show notes as well. Thank you for making space for me. It's been really lovely to chat and dive deeper into some of these questions. They're so thoughtful. I hope people really get out of it what they're looking for. And please reach out. I love connecting with people on any of this stuff. So if there's something I said that didn't make a lot of sense that you want to dive deeper into, I'd love to hear from folks. Or if you want to collaborate on doing some lobbying work, that works too. If you'd like to learn more about who we are and what we do, Visit us at innerpeaceyogatherapy.com.